Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans Bible study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, and we're here every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. We're live on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page, and we're live on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. And uh, you will always find the messages left on that Facebook page and uploaded to the YouTube channel and uploaded to the website at thecrosswaychurch.com where you can find just a multitude of teachings. I mean, on the YouTube channel and the website, if, on the playlists on the YouTube channel, you can go way back the entirety of the book of Ephesians taught, Galatians taught, uh, the website and YouTube, my YouTube channel, you can you can access those and find our worship services, uh, and we, we everything we do we upload to the website. Again, it's thecrosswaychurch.com and the YouTube channel Curtis Hutchinson 316. Uh, subscribe, follow, so you'll get alerts when we go live, and you can just follow along with us. We are firm believers uh, that. When we get in the pulpit or when we share the Word of God anywhere, it's got to always be tied with Jesus, tied to Jesus and what He did at Calvary. We've been preaching this message of the cross, the, the gospel, for a little over 15 years. And we will have been a church here at Crossway Church in the Atlanta, Queen City area this August for 15 years. And we're very thankful for what the Lord has done through this ministry and still doing through this ministry. So... Uh, you can also, there's, a, there's an app you can get on your smartphone. It's called Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, -E -E Spreaker. And our channel is for those who have ears to hear. And everything I do now, right now, every sermon I preach, everything I teach or preach anywhere is live. It's, it's, it's uploaded there after the fact. It's only audio, but you can listen to it. Uh, and we also have like four channels on an app called uh, Podcast uh, that we're on. You can just type in Crossway Church or my name or for those who have ears to hear, and you can find us easy. Easy access, the true gospel of Jesus Christ, not just the Word of God talked about or read, but the, but the message of the cross found in every single scripture in the Word of God. And we're excited to know that today, not to be paralyzed any longer, not to be confused any longer. And uh, again, this is our Romans Bible study. Today we're in chapter 11. This is part 2 of chapter 11. And don't forget about our Friday mornings, 9 a.m. Central Time uh, sessions that we have in the studio next door that people are welcome to come and be a part of. Again, that's every Friday morning at 9 o'clock. <coughs> Uh, you know, uh, streamed live the same way we're doing this morning. But we're in the book of First Timothy on Friday morning. So join us. Uh, and uh, we, we, just, we just always love sharing the Word of God and, and having a greater picture of Jesus Christ when, when the session is over, a greater desire for Him, a greater trust and love for Him. And we're just thankful for all He's done 
for us and is doing in our midst even today. So the Lord's going to give us the wisdom we need, the direction, the instruction, the strength, the encouragement, the edification, and possibly even the correction that we need today. For I always ask the Lord before I begin the broadcast to, to uh, shine your light, Lord, into the places that are dark in our understanding so that our understanding can be enlightened in the Word of God. The church is confused about a lot of areas and I and I and I've prayed today and I and I just know the Lord is going to clear up some things, remove some dimness, and shine the light of the truth of His Word into our hearts today. Praise God for that. So again, we're in part two of Romans chapter 11 and what we see here in the first five verses is that the Apostle Paul is, is making a case for Israel that God has not cast them away. The proof of that, he says in verse 1, is I'm an Israelite. God didn't cast me away. God's not cast Israel away. Uh, uh, but, he, but he says, and then he talks about Elijah. He reminds them, don't you remember when uh, Elijah was uh, making intercessions against Israel? It says, says that in verse 2. And uh, then he accused uh, Israel uh, to God. Uh, you know, they, they've forsaken you. They've thrown down your altars and all this. And God reminded Elijah, I've got 7,000 steel that hasn't bowed the knee to Baal. And the reason that the Lord, uh, the, the Apostle Paul is bringing that up is because even though Israel, for the most part, had rejected Christ, there was a remnant. And we see that in verse 5. He says, even so then at this present time, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. Can I say today that outside the election of grace, there is no salvation. And even for the child of God who's been saved by grace, if we move our faith from that which allowed God to elect us by grace, then we, we won't experience grace either. And today... I hope to hone in on that, that grace, and this is the church doesn't know this. I'm telling you, the church is absolutely ignorant of what I'm about to say. For the most part, that grace, they think grace just floats around. They can live in sin because grace covers it all. Grace does not cover sin. Grace forgives from sin and grace delivers from sin. Now I want you to write this down. Maybe you follow our teaching. Maybe you've never heard it, but you're going to hear it today. The most simplest definition of grace you will ever hear in your life and all the other ones you've probably heard are, probably, are right. You know, God's goodness to undeserving men, God's merit favor among undeserving men, all that is true and that's good. But the Lord gave us here just a few years ago the most simplest definition that I've ever heard. And I continue to share it and it's this. <laughs> it's just so simple and that's what we need because that's the, it's the simplicity of Christ. God doesn't want anything to be hard. He wants to shine the light of His Word into our hearts. God's grace is God doing something that I can't do, I don't deserve, I can't work for it, I can't earn it, and I don't deserve it. God's grace is God doing something. God saved me by what He did in Christ at Calvary. But in the Word it says I'm saved by grace. Because grace is what God does 
in me, through me, for me, to me, by me, whatever it is, God's grace is what God is doing. God was in Christ reconciling sinners to himself, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Titus wrote, chapter 2, that we're taught by grace. That's the Holy Spirit who is God, teaches us, reveals to us the truth. That's grace because that's something God does. I can't teach myself. Men can't teach men. Even though there are teachers, if the Holy Spirit who is God... The Bible calls in the book of Hebrews the spirit of grace is not doing the teaching. There is no teaching of the wisdom of God, just men's wisdom. So grace saved me. Grace teaches me because it has to be God saving and God teaching. Are you, are you okay? Paul said, I labor by the grace of God. That means whatever we're called to do our labors, our works. And remember, we're His workmanship, Ephesians 2.10. We are His workmanship. It is God who works in us both to will and to do of His good pleasure. If we set out on a journey without faith in the only avenue through which grace comes, that avenue which Jesus tasted death, by the grace of God for all men, Hebrews 2, 9, then it's just us without the Spirit of God. And, and, and there are many today who have a form. Man, you can look at them and they have a form of spiritual things. They have a form of religion. You can even be doing good things. You better read the book of Revelation, the letters to the churches, uh, that uh, they were still doing things they should be doing, but the Lord rebuked them because they were no longer doing it by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of grace. They were no longer operating by grace, which is what God does. Never forget that. And let's keep it in its simplest form. When God finds true faith, which means faith in Christ and His work at Calvary, and you might say, well, my faith is in the Word of God. Jesus said the Word of God is about Him, John 5 and 39. The Scriptures are about Him. I think it's uh, Psalms uh, 40 and 7 and Hebrews 10 and 7. The prophecy there written is about Jesus who said, Lo, I come to do thy will. The volume of the book is written of me. In Luke 24, 44 through 46, hope you're writing these things down, go and look later, Jesus said to the two guys on the road to Emmaus, the law, the prophets, and the Psalms, they're concerning me. And Jesus is the living word. And the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth, Jesus said would come and reveal Jesus to us. He would reveal truth to us, all truth, the word as it pertains to the one who is truth. And what Jesus did at Calvary is the only avenue of faith that God can honor. Our faith must be, yes, in the Word of God, but in the Word of God in its proper context, which is Jesus and what He did at Calvary. Never forget that. So God's grace is God doing something, not just us deciding to do something good and stamping God on it. We must be led by the Spirit who can legally lead us if our faith remains in the legal work of Christ at Calvary. Romans chapter 8 verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, that speaks of our being immersed into Him while He was on the cross, Romans chapter 6 verse 3, 
is what saves us from the law of sin and death. I want you to think about that. The church has not known these things. The church has thought grace was just something that floats around and they can live in sin and and, and, and even the ones that that don't want to live in sin really have no option unless they hear that the message of the cross wasn't just to get them in the kingdom, into Christ. It is the power of God to us today who are saved. It's still the power of God. The preaching of the cross is the power of God. The Word of God means absolutely nothing and faith cannot even come if our faith, our hearts are not trusting in the work of Christ at the cross. That's absolutely true. I want you to think about that. And you need to go back and listen to some more of these teachings and you'll see what the Lord is trying to do in the church today is get us back to the place He can function instead of us just functioning and having to bring in psychologists and counselors from the world because we have lost our way and we no longer even really believe that the gospel holds the power. Simply the gospel holds the power for deliverance for sanctification, for growth, for maturity, for for everything has to be done by grace through faith. Jesus showed us that because he tasted death by grace, Hebrews 2 and 9, and we know he did it by faith because Galatians 2 and 20 says, the apostle Paul wrote to the church in Galatia, the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now think about that. So what Paul is saying here in the 11th chapter of Romans is that even at this present time also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if it's by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. What then? Israel has not obtained that which he seeks for. Israel did not obtain that which he seeks for. But but the election has obtained it. What's the election? Those who've trusted in Christ, his taste of death for them, for the forgiveness and deliverance, let me say it again, for their forgiveness and deliverance from sin. Never forget Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9. Jesus, by the grace of God, what God was doing in him. Think about this. Tasted death for all men. That is the only way initial grace to save, daily grace comes to empower, to sanctify, to equip for ministry outside of faith in that process, that actual righteous work that Jesus performed, we're left to ourselves with pretending and make-believe. That's why we easily jump on every wind of doctrine that blows through town because we've not known this. and, And even though many of us have heard it over the last few years, but we've not dug into the Scriptures to find the great treasure of this screw, of this truth in every Bible verse. Every Bible verse. The power of God. All God's words are in righteousness. Write this down if you're a new 
follower of the ministry. All of God's words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. And, and Romans 1, 16 and 17 says that God's righteousness is only found in the gospel from faith to faith. That the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel from faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God in its righteous context because all God's words are in righteousness. Write these things down. Look at them with your eyeballs. Ask the Lord to help you to understand this. It's so precious. It's treasure God is offering you to see every jot, every tittle in the person and the work of Christ so that, the, so that faith can come to you because it's by grace through faith or we're not in the process. We're not even any longer on the path of righteousness if we're not operating by grace through faith, that being our faith with our hearts we continue to believe unto the righteous work of Christ at Calvary so that our faith in the Word of God can be legitimate and it, its result is the Holy Spirit working the truth, writing the truth in our hearts and through us because it's the truth of God's Word that we're learning. Holy Spirit doesn't just write the, the Word. He writes the truth of God's Word in your heart. And you need to remember that. Just reading the Bible, uh, no, the Holy Spirit wants us to learn the Word of God in the person of the living Word of God and what He accomplished. The fruit of God's Word can literally be the light, the light to our path if we're looking at it through the blood. That's why I say it came out in last night's message. I was so encouraged that every child of God, that God is able to bring back to the cross, back to the only path of righteousness, the only way that God's going to function in is faith and the sacrifice of Christ. And when He gets His people back, every one of them say, Oh, now I see. Oh, I see. Because see, there is no other seeing place. That's not the flesh. There is no other seeing place that's not the flesh outside of faith in the cross. Anybody that's saying, oh, I see now, but it's not the Word of God through faith in the blood of Jesus. They're not seeing what the Lord's trying to show them. Believe me, Satan paints a big, pretty picture using God's Word. Satan's ministers transform themselves as ministers of righteousness. They're not ministers of righteousness. And you know them. They're a dime a dozen. They're in almost every church in the world. They use God's Word. Even those who've heard such teaching as this, but because it's not coming down from big popular names. They're not, they're, listen, most of the church is not drawn to the truth any longer. They're drawn, if it's popular, I've heard preachers say, well, I got on, I preach this and, 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 and people rebuke me for it until I, until I shared, well, I got this from pastor so-and-so and they said, oh, I see now. No, they didn't. They still didn't see. They just, they, there's so many people, they're not looking for truth because they don't know what truth is for daily living. They'll say, well, I know that Jesus is the truth, but they don't know how to apply that daily to their lives. I've heard preachers say, if you're in a pit, just reach up and take the hand of Jesus and He'll pull you right out of that pit. Well, if they're not pointing you to Calvary, 
then what, I guess they're going to walk out after the service and hold their hand up and say, Lord, take my hand, pull me out of this pit. But you've got to know grace. You're not only elected by grace, you're saved by grace. You're sanctified daily by grace through faith. Everything in your life, if God is involved in it, is going to be by grace. That's Him through faith. Now let's talk about that for a minute. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, the Comforter, is called the Spirit of truth. In Hebrews, He's called the Spirit of grace. And in there in Hebrews, it refers to those who trample underfoot the sacrifice. And it says they do despite to the, they, they, they do uh, harm, they blaspheme against the Spirit of grace. So the Holy Spirit, who is the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit is God Almighty. <laughs> Let's just get that out in the clear. The Holy Spirit is God Almighty. And He is the Spirit of truth attempts to reveal the truth of God's Word. And when we come back to faith in Christ's work at Calvary, He can show us that truth. He can impart that truth. He can work that truth. He can lead us in that truth. That part is called what the other name. He has the Spirit of grace. He reveals the truth to you as the Spirit of truth. And if you will believe it and allow Him to lead you in it, that's called His job of His name, the Spirit of grace, because grace is what God does. Amen. You can say it's what we do by the Spirit of God. Nevertheless, that's God at work. Everything we do... It, you know, when, when the Lord wrote through John to the church in Sardis and said, I've not found your works perfect before God. Well, the only thing that constitutes a perfect work is if the Holy Spirit is doing it because we can't do a perfect work. The Holy Spirit is the one that has to be working and that's the way God sees a work as perfect is if He's doing it. There's nothing perfect unless He's involved in it. And the only perfection involved in it is what He does. That's called by grace through faith. Hallelujah, somebody said. I like the simplicity of Bible teaching, and I know you do too. And I pray that you would share these, that you would uh, share our website, share the YouTube channel. Just write it down and post it and leave it up to the Lord and whoever sees it. Maybe they'll find the simplicity of the truth. And it is this simple. When we try to make it hard, that's because we're listening to somebody that doesn't know what they, they're trying to teach anyway. There's confusion and so much uh, shadow and darkness and what's being taught almost in every pulpit in the world today. But we need to open the Word and allow the Lord to teach us Christ in the Scriptures. That's what we should be learning. Hallelujah. So uh, the Apostle Paul here, he says in verse 7, What then? Israel has not obtained that which he seeks for, but the election has obtained it. And the elect, is what that means, has obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Israel were blinded. Why were they blinded? Because they refused to believe. Why were they blinded? Let's say it again. Because they refused to believe. They, they weren't blinded so they couldn't believe. They were blinded because they refused to believe. If one man can choose Christ, see Christ, know Christ, accept Christ, and follow Christ, if one man can do that, all men can choose to do that because God has shaped all our hearts alike. 
Psalms 33, 15. God has shaped all our hearts alike. If one man can see Christ, believe Christ, trust Christ, follow Christ, love Christ, all men can do that. You got to understand that. Because we, all of our hearts have been shaped alike. Again, that's Psalms 33, 15. So Israel wasn't, they weren't blinded so they couldn't believe. They were blinded because they wouldn't believe. And I want you to get that today. Uh, you need to understand that. Those, Paul wasn't blinded. Paul did reject Christ. Paul did reject Christ. He rejected the church. And you remember what the Lord told Saul before he became Paul when he found him on the road to Damascus. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? That's a powerful statement because Jesus Christ considers the church one with him. Somebody's poking you in the eye for preaching Christ and him crucified. They're poking God Almighty in the eye. And I'm telling you, there's payment coming for that. You just keep preaching the cross, preaching the cross, preaching the cross because God says it's still the power of God and it's still foolishness to those who are perishing. Let me tell you something. There's more perishing going on in the church today than there is living. You better know it because the message of the cross, even when heard by ministers, even when hearing teachers such as this, again, because it's not coming down from some a huge ministry, some huge name, that's worldwide, it, they're not going to accept it because they're not after truth. They're not after truth. When you're after truth, you'll hear the truth and you'll accept the truth. Come on now. A lot of people, uh, when they, if, they, if they heard this same thing taught right now today, taught by somebody who's got worldwide name, worldwide big, huge, mega million dollar, whatever, all that, they would say, oh, I get it now, but they don't really. They don't really, if you can't accept it from a little uh, person on the sidewalk, you, you're not going to be able to accept it to somebody and you're following some men. And that's always been a problem in the church instead of following the truth of God's Word. Hallelujah. When you, when you finally are able to hear the truth, when you will accept it and, and surrender to it and follow it, listen, it don't care what, you don't care what somebody's past was. You're, you're not going to reject the truth and blame it on somebody's past. I know people who do that. Now, I ain't listening to him. I know what he did in past years ago. Those people aren't after the truth. And if they heard it, they wouldn't accept it. Because, listen, and if they think they have accepted the truth and they know the truth, well, the truth will make you free from attitudes like that. The truth will liberate you from not being able to forgive somebody so you can accept the truth that's coming through their Glory to God. I said the truth will make you free when you know it. Uh, and you know those who know the truth because they're living in freedom. Hallelujah. There's one thing to talk about freedom. There's another thing to live in it. Glory to God. So, he says in verse 8, According as it is written, God has given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear unto this day. Why did God give them that? God gave them the fruit of their unbelief. The fruit of our unbelief. God didn't decide who would be unbelievers and who would be believers. No, sir. If you're going that route, you've missed, you've missed it. You've missed it. We have the power to choose what we will believe. If we don't, then love's not really love. Then, then you must believe that God created people to be in torment for eternity when the Bible says quite the opposite, that God didn't even create hell for people. 
Think about that. You, that that's, what, that's why these teachings are so important because they, they remo remove the darkness and the shadows. The light of God's Word comes in because we don't need to be walking around living in confusion and darkness and I just don't understand. And God wants us to understand the Word of the Lord. Proverbs 2.6 tells us that the Lord gives wisdom out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Out of his mouth refers to his word, what God has spoken. And, and wisdom applied is our, is, our, is our acceptance of what God has said, growing in the knowledge, the understanding of his word, so that we can walk in his wisdom. And he gives us wisdom, and all the treasures of God's wisdom are found in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. In the book of Colossians chapter 2, I believe it is, it tells us that, that the treasures of God's wisdom are found in Christ. That means in what he did at the cross. Amen. Paul said, we preach the wisdom of God. And if the world, the princes of this world, would have known what that was, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. You see, everything is attached to Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Glory to God. I can't believe we're almost out of time, but let's keep moving. According as it is written, God has given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. And David said, Let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense, there it is, a reward unto them. When they, us, Anybody rejects the gospel, rejects the word of truth as it pertains to salvation in Christ Jesus, God sending His Son as the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world so that we could be forgiven, not through any works that we do, but by that one work of righteousness Jesus did. Remember Isaiah 32, 17. The work of righteousness is peace. Write that down. And rejoice. Hallelujah. Isaiah 32, 17. The work of righteousness is peace. The effect of righteousness is stillness and assurance. Quietness and assurance. Think about that. That's speaking of what Jesus did at Calvary because he made our peace by the blood of his cross. Colossians 1.20. I want you to think about that. The reward Israel or anybody receives from rejecting Christ is a table and whatever's on that table is what they're trusting in because they're rejecting Christ and His only way for salvation being that of the cross. They're rejecting Him and what they're partaking of on their table is a trap. It's a snare. It's a stumbling block. And... It's their reward. The reward is a spirit of slumber, eyes that can't see, and ears that can't hear. That's the reward for rejecting Christ. We stay deaf. We stay spiritual mutes. We can't see. We can't hear. And what we say is nothing more than a big bag of hot air and confusion. Now, I hope this has helped you today. I'm not being ugly, but Israel, Jesus came for Israel. For the most part, not everybody, there was a few, a remnant saved by grace because the election is by grace and that means 
It's our works are eliminated from the process. When anybody tells you you have to do anything, even if it's water baptism, to truly be saved, they're bringing their work, what they do into it. Yes, we're water baptized as an act of obedience from what we've already received. Water baptism is simply a symbol and people that teach it's more than a symbol are wrong. It's a symbol. It's an act of obedience and it symbolizes that which took place when you got saved. That you were put down, put down in the water represents you dying and being buried and when you come up out of the water someone else bringing you up out of the water, the hands of another bringing you up, the hands of another bringing you up in resurrection power. It's all symbolic in type of what's already happened to you. And when you try to say that you have to do a work to be saved, you're eliminated from grace because grace is what God does not what you do. It's been great for me. I hope it's been great for you. Tune in in the morning, 9 a.m. Central Time, as we'll be in 1 Timothy. And I know you'll be blessed. Help us get the word out. Help support the ministry by prayer and giving to this ministry. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com. You can also pull your smartphone out and text right now your donation, your offerings to the Lord to help us preach this gospel, hallelujah, to the whole world. 903-231-5950. Don't forget, little 62-page booklet called All God's Works Are Done in Truth. It will help you. It's derived from Psalm 33 and 4. What a tremendous blessing this is. Those who are growing in their determination to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified, the very place God brought the Apostle Paul, will find this little 62-page booklet quite a blessing. I don't care what anybody else says. The Bible says, for the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth and his name's Jesus and what makes him that truth to us is what he did at Calvary. $15, get your copy today. Donate at the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Don't forget to tell us, I want the book and make sure your address is in there. We'll send you a copy. Praise God. I love you. I'll see you next time. And until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. I'll see you then.